Welcome to Check the Tape. We are recording this on March 20th, Wednesday night. I'm your host, Arya Atari, and we were not doing this podcast last week, but I'm joined on the line by Justin Moskal on the eve of March Madness. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, broke our streak. A little upsetting. It was inevitable. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody knew it was coming, but I think we made a good run. But there wasn't really much to talk about, you know. It was just LeBron and the Celtics again, so... Well, I had this idea that we're going to do today last week, but I didn't have like a actual like structure. I just like a rough idea of it. And I didn't want to rush it. And now I think it's going to be a pretty good uh, little gimmick or game we're going to play here. But uh, yeah, so we're recording this the day before March Madness. And you probably won't be listening to it until the day of March Madness. The earliest you would is the morning of. So... My expectations are already kind of low that the amount of people who are about that are going to listen to this with all the college basketball on. But if you want to listen to this, you know, you, it's we're making it so that it's not something that's going to be super timely and you can listen to it throughout the tournament because it's kind of related to March Madness in a way. And if you even if you have a podcast, meaning, you know, this one or a big one, you have to do some sort of bracket something during this time just to. Just, you know, March Madness, get the feel, get everybody ready. And like yeah. I said, everybody's kind of tuned out of the NBA right now just because it's around. So we'll, we'll just mix the two. How about that? Yeah, so here's the – here's should I just get right into it? Yeah, why not? All right. I was going to make fun of you for uh, watching the – for being more excited about the college basketball than the, the NBA. But uh, I guess I then gonna, I, would, I would be in the minority right now. Yeah, I was going to make fun of you for your Celtics tonight, but – you know, well, let bygones be bygones, right? Um, <laughs> game sucked. Oh my god, it's fine. Whatever. Um, so what we're doing is we created a bracket with the fifteen teams, kind of, who are gonna. Mi- I mean, obviously, there's only fourteen teams that missed the playoffs, but we threw whoever is gonna get that eight seed. Right now, it's Miami in the East. We're gonna throw them. I mean, it could have changed depending on the scores of tonight's game. The scores are not updated through Wednesday night's game. It's it's through Tuesday night's games. But we took the 14 teams plus Miami that could get the number one pick, and we threw them into a 16-team bracket. So there's four sections with four teams each with the, the worst teams, the ones that are tanking. Sacramento doesn't have their first overall pick, so we gave so it's Philadelphia because... Even though Boston has that pick, if it somehow becomes the number one overall pick, it actually goes to Philadelphia. This is from the Markel Fultz, Jason Tatum swap. So we threw these teams in a bracket, ranked them one through 16, and we are trying to pick a winner for who deserves Zion Williamson the most. And also to mention, there is the 16 team is going to be a bye. Right, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, so because we could only do fifteen, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Glad you picked that up because I was wondering yeah, yeah. if I was forgetting something. Um, nope. So the way it is is the one plays the sixteen, the eight plays the nine, the fours against the thirteen, five, twelve, so on, so on. They're on one side and the others on the other side. I'll tweet the actual bracket out. So if you wanted to like take a picture of it, follow along. But that's all we're doing today. This is it. This is the only gimmick because you know. The NBA playoffs are going to come up soon. Uh, they're creeping around the corner, and we won't talk about these crappy teams anymore. And what better time to talk about them now 
than during March Madness when nobody cares about the NBA and we can make it somewhat topical with Zion. So the only thing I want to mention further is, and if I forget something, uh, let me know and you can jump in because I just want to explain everything first before we do this. Um, the three criteria we're basing deserve on, and obviously you can't see me, this is a podcast, but I'm doing air quotes, deserve, because no one actually deserves Zion. Someone's just going to get lucky and uh, with these ping pong balls, and they're going to have a franchise-changing player. Um, oh, don't you worry. There's somebody that deserves Zion. So the criteria we're using for this is, number one, and not, not in any particular order, but number one, Fan suffering, if it's a fan base that hasn't had a championship in forever. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Something like that. Number two. What's number two? I'm blanking. Current roster. Current roster. So if you already have a bunch of star talent or some good franchise pieces, uh, it's going to hurt your chances, actually, in terms of deserving Zion. And then the last thing is your franchise's competence level whether you have a GM who's just made mistake after mistake after mistake, and we're just going to say to ourselves, all right, do these guys really deserve Zion? They'll probably just screw up his career like they did all these other lottery picks. Granted, Zion's probably much better than them, but still, doesn't doesn't help their case for this little uh, gimmick we're doing. So, um, did I leave anything off? Should we just get right into it? Yeah, I don't think you left anything off. But before we go, are you going to watch any of March Madness? Or are you just going to wait for like the Final Four and stuff? No, the Final Four actually sucks. I'd rather just watch the first two days because there's multiple games on. So here's how I feel about college basketball. It's an awful product. Like, these offenses suck. Like, I, I watched a good amount, of, a little bit of the ACC tournament, and all these teams do is just, like, throw the ball around the perimeter, occasionally chuck up a contested three-point shot. Um, like, Duke, I'm not even that impressed by, like, how they play. Like, obviously, they have a lot of talent, but... Um, it really just turns into Zion taking over. But there's so many times where I felt like they just weren't giving him the ball, and R.J. Barrett's just... Oh, yeah, they do that. You haven't watched throw, it up, yeah. obviously. Well, I watched, RJ, the, I watched the game against... Just tries to take over. Well, I watched the game they had forever ago. I think it was, like, in November against Gonzaga. And he literally did that on, like, five straight plays. I'm like, uh, you had this guy called Zion Williamson, the number one overall pick. He's over He's there. He's posting up, too. He gets pissed off. You, it, you can tell. Yeah. Um. Before we jump right into it we should probably just talk about zion a little about like how good he is how transcendent of a star he's going to be for the team that drafts him so anthony davis is probably the best prospect we've had since zion he was anthony davis won the national championship was player of the year was the first overall pick all as a freshman zion is so he's winning player of the year right zion absolutely I mean, he's he should. In my he's mind. winning that. He's already going to be the first overall pick. So the only thing left for him is, is he going to win the championship, the NCAA championship? But we're not filling out an actual NCAA bracket. So we're not going to figure that out. We're just going to figure out which team deserves him. But yeah, he's just this transcendent star, the best we've had since Anthony Davis. I don't know if he's better than Anthony Davis. I've... He's the best college basketball player of all time. Oh, wow. What do you mean? Like he what? Is... As a freshman? In general, I don't know. That's that's He's the that's best Kareem, talent to touch a college. Kareem, Kareem is probably the best college basketball player of all time. Zach Williamson does insane things on the basket. It is it's special, right. special to watch. Well, just don't forget the guys who played. In I the, know, I know. I, uh, know. I actually thought Luca was 
a really good prospect last year. And I was kind of upset that he didn't go number one. I was like, how are these teams so dumb? Like, I'm, I was probably like just as high as Luca, uh, just as high on Luca as I am with Zion. Honestly, like I just, I just At like one that. point you would have bet your life he was going first overall. Well, yeah, they had the coach that uh, his European coach, and they just didn't take him. And that guy's a moron. I mean, look at look at them now. But anyways, we can get into him and the Phoenix Suns more uh, while doing this. So should we get started with the left side? Yeah. Let's do it. So let's so not... obviously the Knicks move on. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they have a bye. So one versus sixteen, Knicks versus the bye. Knicks move on. They're in our elite eight. Congrats. Um, <laughs> and we're gonna <laughs> go. We're gonna go round by round. We're not gonna go um, by like bracket section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the eight nine matchup. We got the Washington Wizards versus the New Orleans Hornets slash Pelicans. Just kidding. I know it's the Pelicans. <laughs> so this bad. one was pretty that was a bad joke hey. yeah I, I, okay i think it has to be the wizards are advancing yeah. here that's what i said too. so it was pretty easy in my opinion i mean you ruined you never won with anthony davis not even that anthony davis because we're assuming they're going to trade him this summer that's your second star that you've like franchise star and we're not just saying star like loosely like a guy who was a top five player at their peak yeah, like that's super, the super superstar. That's your top five guy you're losing this decade. First Chris Paul, now Anthony Davis. You don't deserve another one for a long time. Yeah. I mean, that that franchise, should they should just move to Seattle. They had both Chris Paul and Anthony Davis, and they never even made an NBA Finals, or an NBA Conference Finals, a Western Conference Finals, with either. The be- the one thing they can like say that they got with them is they swept a team in the playoffs. That's it. Like but, congrats. Yeah, they never even made the conference finals with Chris Paul. That's known. Um, no, they don't deserve anything. I think that franchise is gonna just crater. They'll once move. They Davis. They should so, move. Yeah, they move to Seattle or maybe Vegas. I mean, anywhere. Move them. They don't care. They, let let I, them have the Saints. We've said this before. Let them have the Saints, and they'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, so we have Washington moving on. Um, I guess the way we're doing this is uh, we're just going to talk about the loser. and Well, let's talk about Washington a little. Um, I don't know how much they deserve to move on, but I know they didn't trade away two franchise stars this decade because they couldn't even build somewhat of a competent roster around them. And they have had a competent roster. They've developed, you know, some players, I guess. But like you said, this is more of New Orleans just not deserving this whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. So we got the Knicks and the Wizards in the Elite Eight. So we're going to move to the next side or the bottom. Um, yep. Number four, Chicago Bulls versus the number 13, Orlando Magic. Um, and by the way, the team I've got the higher, the team with like the lower seed lower seed being the better like one two three it's based off of your record so i probably should have prefaced this at the beginning um so the number one seed is the knicks because they have the worst record the number two is phoenix they have the second worst record so on and so forth um so yeah number four chicago versus number 13 orlando i had an upset here and oh mine was more because i i really focused on the front office, the 
the Bulls front office is so, so bad. It's the Knicks front office is more of James Dolan just being a piece of shit. Well, James Dolan's not involved in any decisions. Exactly. The Bulls front office is, and they are horrendous. Well, Reinsdorf's just known for being cheap. Yeah, and they just don't care. So that they would, in my opinion, they ruin Zion. So they're and cheap. They don't like to build a roster. Like they sold the pick that led to Jordan Bell to the defending champion Warriors. Just like, hey, you can have him. Yeah, exactly. So, in my opinion, they just don't. They don't deserve him. They had, you know, they had Michael Jordan. So that should be at least thirty years. You get to just suck if you have Michael Jordan. Well, they're at 21 years now. Exactly. They're uh, almost there. Give it, like, five more years, and you deserve whatever. So, fan suffering, I'd say that clearly would go to Orlando. They've never won a championship. They made the finals twice, once with Shaq, once with Dwight Howard. Uh, they lost both of those championships. Uh, Chicago. Yeah, so, in my six. opinion, they deserved it. Yeah, so I'm just going through the criteria. So, Chicago's won six. Obviously, the Orlando fans have suffered more than the Bulls fans. Mm-hmm. Um the roster or the current roster makeup. So the Bulls have who would you say is the best player between I like not the best player, but who is the player that you would want from either of these two teams if you were starting a franchise? I think I would take Laurie Markinen. That's who I would take probably. I mean it's, it's but who's who is it on Orlando? Vucevic? Well it's Isaac. No, it's Isaac. Vucevic is older now. I don't I don't want him. I'd rather take Isaac. Yeah, yeah, no? then definitely, definitely marketing. Yeah, but I like marketing more than Isaac, so I Absolutely. would take. I would say the Bulls already have like a better guy um, than Orlando has, and yeah. So we talked about how their front office. I'll talk about some more things that their front office has done: trading Lamarcus Aldridge in two thousand six and getting uh, what's his name, Tyus Thomas, Tyrus Thomas in return. Um, that's yeah, that worked out well. Yeah, great move. Um, they did make a good move with the Jimmy Butler trade. I feel like getting Levine, Chris Dunn, and the pick that was Markinen. But then they gave Levine that outrageous contract. Uh, they traded for Otto Porter recently, and he's just gonna kill their cap. Um, and can you give them credit for that Jimmy Butler trade when he's just like, I want out everywhere? Yeah, I don't even know if I can give them credit or if it was just. Tibbs overpaying for Jimmy Butler, and now when we look back at it, Tibbs was an awful GM. Exactly. So, this is my point with Chicago. Like, Orlando's waited long enough. They haven't won anything. And they didn't really screw up Dwight Howard. Just flaked out. They did make a finals with him. Exactly, so... Here's the two things yeah, my, that I have against definitely Orlando. But here's the two things I have uh, to, like, for Chicago's case, okay? They did have a franchise star in Derrick Rose go down with injuries, right? We have to give them True. some, uh, you know, we, that that is fan suffrage right there. I mean, the yeah, guy yeah. literally was an MVP. It wasn't like they just had, like, some random star. Like, the guy won MVP and just battled injuries ever since then. So there's that. And Orlando's front office hasn't been that competent either. I know they uh, recently got rid of uh, Rob Hennigan, who was the— man making a lot of these mistakes but let me just rip through their uh first or their lottery picks since trading dwight howard I was in, their lottery picks don't make sense they just pick big guys 
So I'm going to rip through their picks since 2012. All right. Um, they, or since 2013 draft was the first year after Dwight Howard. Okay. So they took Victor Oladipo with the second pick. Good, good pick, except he didn't become an all-star there. And you ended up trading him for Serge Ibaka when you already had Vucevic. And then you signed Biombo like a couple months later. Just great, uh, front office right there. Oh, and you had Aaron. And then, and then Oladipo became like, you know, really, really good. Well, he went to OKC for that one year where he was Westbrook's sidekick and like yeah. was not very good. But then as soon as he got to Indiana. So the Oladipo pick, I'm not giving them any credit for. So that was 2013. 2014, they took Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton. No All-Stars. 25th, and Aaron Gordon was the fourth pick. Uh, 2015, took Mario Hizonia with the fifth pick. That worked out. 2016. Hey, he blocks LeBron, all right? Chill out. Oh, well. Good for Mario Hazonia, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so what was that? 20, uh, 2015. 2016, so you traded uh, their their pick that year. They used that along with Oladipo to get Serge Ibaka, who they traded a couple months later for Terrence Ross to uh, in that Toronto trade. So that, that, that was just a disaster. And that, that's Rob Hennigan just being a moron. Then 2017, you take Jonathan Isaac, who I like, and especially in his uh, second year, I think he's been pretty good. And then uh, last year, they took Mo Bamba, who, yeah, not, who knows, not crazy about. Yeah. So, I mean, they, like you said, they haven't really done much, and their front office is bad, but in my opinion, well, that front Chicago office was bad. Is- that front office was bad, and now they got John Hammond there as their new GM. Uh, he he was the old Milwaukee GM. I think he was responsible for drafting Giannis. Um, Anything's better than what they had, so. Yeah, so now they have um, this. Yeah, and so now they have the new GM, and maybe he's not going to be a complete disaster like uh, Hennigan was. So the only so. The only thing that Chicago, to me, really has going for them is I do feel bad for the franchise with the Derrick Rose injury, but then it's also like eh, you had Michael Jordan, you know? Exactly. That's just what I keep coming back to. So, all right, I'm good with that. I'm good with uh, moving Orlando on. All right, cool. Orlando uh, Orlando moves on to uh, uh, third team of our Elite Eight. Yep. All right, so next we got Atlanta versus Minnesota. This one was pretty easy for me, in my opinion. Was it? Because yeah. let's let me let me uh, let me give a little backstory before yeah. you go to the pick. So Atlanta, since moving, so they have they never won a franchise with it in Atlanta. They were previously the St. Louis Hawks, where they won the 1958 title. Since moving from St. Louis to Atlanta in the ninth for the 1969 season, they have not won a single championship in Atlanta. I believe that year they made the conference finals. That year they won like 60 games with Budenholzer. It was the starting five of Jeff T, Kyle Korver, Damari Carroll, Paul Millsap, Al Horford. Um, I think that was their first conference finals appearance since moving to Atlanta. Because um, I know they never made it with Dominique. They never made a conference finals with him. Um, they had a Which long. Absurd. They had a long playoff run from 2008 to 2017. That's over 10 years. What did you say? 2008. Yeah, 2008 to 2017, they made the playoffs every year. I mean, they would always either get bounced in round one or round two, besides that one year where they made the conference finals and got swept by LeBron. Um, They basically just always lost to LeBron. 
Yeah, they would always lose to LeBron or the Celtics, or I think they lost to Orlando one. Or they did beat Orlando one year. I remember they lost to Indiana. Uh, was that with Hibbert and Paul George? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so they've had some recent success, but it wasn't real success. You never ever thought they were going to win a title. They didn't have an actual star. It was either just Joe Johnson or Millsap or Josh Smith. The oh my god. Um, so the highlight factory. Yeah, so that's Atlanta, really. Um, their kind of background, as opposed to Minnesota, who they've also they haven't been around as long as the Hawks have. They've been around for around third. I think it's like exactly thirty years now. I think they started late eighties. So um, they so they but they've never won a championship. The closest they ever came was the Garnett years. Uh, he's the best player in their franchise's history, but they never got over that hump. Then they got another star in Kevin Love, and still they never even made the playoffs with Kevin Love. Um, so they've never even come close to sniffing a championship. I think they made the conference finals once with KG. Um, double double machine, Kevin Love on the uh, Timberwolves. He was good stats, uh, bad team, Kevin Love. Yep. Um, KG won the 04 MVP there, uh, but so he's clearly their best player ever, right? Oh, it's not even a discussion. Yeah, yeah, Um, so they've had so that both franchises have suffered, so I'm gonna say that's equal, okay? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Even though the Hawks has just been a little longer, but whatever. Um now if I'm looking at the front offices and judging competence, it's really hard to do that with the Timberwolves because a lot of those moves were made on their Tibbs, who's no longer there. But I think the owner played a long part in that and giving Andrew Wiggins that horrific contract. Um, Jeff Teague's contract isn't good. Um, the Jimmy Butler situation was just a mess. And, you know, it didn't help with Tibbs. And when they traded Butler, they didn't trade him for, like, young assets. They just got Covington and Sarich. Uh, or, like, I'm talking about draft picks and, like, guys who future draft picks and so they got these guys who could help them win now because Tibbs is also the coach still wanted to go out and compete um Atlanta's front office Travis Schlenk hasn't been there that long but I don't think this guy's that smart after passing Doncic now Trey Young's been a lot better than I expected he was going to be but you had you had a chance at this transcendent franchise superstar and he passed him because he thought he was going to recreate the Warriors here's here's news Trey Young is not Steph Curry, and he will never be Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly. But And that's not an insult. Steph Curry is just an all-time great player, like probably top. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. He's the second best point guard of all time. Yeah, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. It's, ne- it's not an insult saying, hey, you're not going to be Steph Curry. Yeah, hey, hey Zion. you're not going to be LeBron James. Like, like Zion. Is he going to be LeBron? No, probably I mean, not. Probably not. <laughs> exactly. But my thing was... is. You said all that sh- all that stuff about Minnesota, and that's where it keeps coming back. This all kind of happened like recently, within so, the past probably five years with Minnesota. Yeah, that it kind of made me pick the Hawks more deserving of this. So I'm picking the Hawks too, um, because of the current roster situation, and it comes down to Minnesota has Carl Anthony Towns, and he's the best asset between either of these two teams. Yeah. Exactly. And not to mention, I mean, in my opinion, at least, Zion would be pretty fun on the Hawks. Yeah, I think he would be because 
I don't. I don't. I actually don't know how he would fit in Minnesota with Wiggins and Teague still in that big con. I think that'd be a little crowded, you know. Minnesota would ruin him. That's a fact. Well, I mean, they they ruin everybody. Thing. It's a good thing they have a long uh, franchise history of success of developing stars like KG and Kevin Love and winning a lot with them. Oh, wait, they don't. Um, (laughs) It's got to be Atlanta. Yeah, not like the Hawks have that kind of history either, but Minnesota's got towns, and, you know, I don't know how good this Trey Young kid's going to be. I actually, I'm a little more, even though he's been playing well, I still don't, I'm I'm not buying into it too much. Um. I don't know if what you... would it t- what would it take for you to buy in? I know you're very, very anti Trey Young. It's just I got consistent it. success. It's not even like win games, and I'm not expecting him to win a bunch of games as a rookie. But like, yeah, you know, with Doncic, I just look at that roster. Especially like that team was about to make the playoffs until they made that trade for Porzingis. Yeah, and now that they're just. Was- genuine playoff contender in the West. And then they stop and they're like, oh, maybe we can keep our pick by tanking. So I saw winning matters. And that team, Dallas and Doncic, they're going to be in the playoffs next year, assuming they use their money wisely in free agency and Porzingis can play. Um, But yeah. All right. So I'm moving Atlanta to that elite eight. So now we're on the other side of the bracket. Phoenix versus Philly. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Philly is just in here because they have Sacramento's pick. Um, they have Embiid. Yeah, this Simmons. was quick for me. I just yeah. So uh, let's not talk about Philly. Let's just talk about Sacramento for a second, uh, because we'll never talk about them again, especially when they miss the playoffs. Which I wish they would make the playoffs, because even though the Celtics have their pick, I would just like to see them play against the Warriors. Yeah, and but, it's just a nice change of scenery of another team. Yeah, but Sacramento. I mean, they're not on this, but uh, I like their roster of. Darren Fox, Buddy Heald, Bagley's been pretty good recently. Um, they got a nice, fun roster. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were high on Bagley. He's uh, he's coming together finally. No, I didn't like him. I thought you did like him. Well, who was the I big guy you liked? I like, uh, like coming out. Yeah, I liked Aiton, but yeah, I thought I you liked Bagley. Maybe that was maybe that was our boy Stewart. No. Do you want to? Never mind. <laughs> we, won't, we won't address that. We'll move on. Oh. <laughs> Secure the Bagley. Yeah, I was going to say if you wanted to say that in his voice. <laughs> no, no we'll, we'll leave him out of this. Um, all right, so. Phoenix, no, or yeah, Phoenix advances to the Elite Eight. We're not going to talk about the Sixers, yeah, obviously. Very easily, obviously. We don't feel bad about this for the Sixers. I'm sure you definitely don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. 7-10 matchup. Memphis Grizzlies versus the LA Lakers. Both teams that uh, had Pau Gasol. I don't know why that's oh, relevant, yeah. but just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> Quick fact for all the people listening. Yeah, so LA, we, 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 took, a, we took a dump on them on the last podcast. For good reason. Um... They're a mess. They're, they're atrocious. Their front office is horrible. Like, let me let's just go through the Magic Palenka regime, okay? They had all these draft picks. Um, they take 
So they didn't take Brandon Ingram in 2016. They were actually they weren't in charge yet. So I'm not even gonna attack them for that. Plus, Brandon Ingram wasn't a bad pick or anything. Um, but they had, but the team has been tanking all these years, and they still don't have one All Star to show with all those young players they had. Randall, who is no longer on the team, he's in New Orleans. D'Angelo Russell, who's on the Nets, who. Polinka and Magic traded away to clear up cap space for the hope of getting two max free agents when they only got one. Um, they got Ingram, who now is like, he's his injury situation's like serious. He's got blood clots, possibly. Like we yeah. saw what happened with Chris Bosch. And going back to D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell, very very good player. Like to trade him for cap space clearance is kind of tough. It, it's it, like. I he wasn't anything he wasn't the player he was now obviously then but like it just goes back to show you like they they essentially chose Lonzo over him yeah it's, yeah and that's worked out just not working out that's worked okay, out I can't even play um so yeah and then Lonzo obviously they used the number two pick on in 2017 they didn't have their pick in 18 um that's not really like a good core I mean you look at Philly. They had in those same four years, they had Embiid, Simmons, Fultz, and Okafer. Now, they only hit on two of the four as all stars, but LA hit on zero of the four, and two of them aren't even on the roster anymore. I guess with Philly, those exactly. two of them aren't on the roster anymore either, and Okafer and Fultz, but. But they still got the two, so. Yeah, so LA couldn't even get that. Way to go. Way to go. Um, yeah. Yeah, so basically I mean, all those reasons you just said right there is why I picked Memphis. Well, and then let's not even mention Lakers are a highly successful franchise. We don't feel bad for them. They want their last title was this decade. If anyone ever feels bad for the Lake Celtics, like just don't talk to them. And they have and they still have LeBron James on their roster. Yeah. Like, so this was a no-brainer for me. Yeah. So all right, Memphis is advancing. Well, uh we don't even really have to talk about Memphis. I mean, do they just we, deserve it that much more than the Lakers do. Yeah, we'll get into Memphis when they face Phoenix in the Elite Eight. Do we want to uh, roast LeBron today, tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm down. Did you see him sitting 65 from his teammates again on the bench? I saw, I saw Walt Frazier pointed that out uh, kindly. Yeah, he, and he's right, too. I mean, he's just... He, it's looks like he's trying to do this at this point. I, <laughs> he's trying to get people to be like, "Oh, well, I'm what looking forward. I'm looking forward to a long off season of LeBron James workout videos starting on uh, mid-April because he won't be playing in the playoffs." So, speaking of LeBron, this next matchup is his two former teams. Uh, Look at that! Yeah, that's a, you like that segue. Oh yeah, um, Cleveland and Miami. So, at first glance, I'm like, no, Cleveland doesn't deserve to advance. They had three first overall picks this decade. Kyrie Irving, Anthony Bennett, which they screwed up, and Andrew Wiggins, which they used to get Kevin Love when they got LeBron. Now look at them. But, you know, I'm looking at this from another perspective, and I'm like, why does why why is Miami so much better than them? I mean— Look, Miami fans haven't had any suffering. They won two titles this decade. They won another one in 2006 with um with uh D just waiting. 
D Wade and Shaq. Now, granted, Cleveland actually did win a title this decade too. That we should mention that. Um, both of these teams were kind of left in ruins after LeBron left. Yeah, you could definitely say that about Cleveland. <laughs> um, but I don't know if I blame Cleveland's management because a lot of those moves are just LeBron's like, no, I want you guys to sign Tristan Thompson to the big contract. I want you guys to sign J.R. Smith to the big contract, both clutch sports clients. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really... And you could kind of say this about the Lakers, too, is when LeBron gets to your team, Le- LeBron's the manager, the GM. Right. Like, he, he tells you who who he wants to, you to sign. That's just how it works. And I look at Miami in the years since LeBron's left, because he's obviously further removed from being with the Heat than the Cavs. But you look at, like, some of the decisions they've made since he's been gone. Um, Hassan Whiteside, they gave him a max contract. That's awful for your cap. James Johnson makes $14 million a year. Deion Waiters makes $13 million a year. Kelly Olenek makes twelve point five. Josh Richardson makes ten. Uh, I like some of the guys they've drafted, like Justice Winslow, Bam Adebayo. Um, Drogic is making like $17 million, which actually isn't that bad. But like they've just been paying like sizable money to like these mediocre players. And I'm just That's like... exactly what I was about to say after you were done. Is they're just paying mediocre players and then... They have Drogic, who is, like, a pretty good NBA player. Yeah. And, you know, people a lot of the times fall in love with Miami. They're like, oh, they have all these guys. They're so good. And then we saw it in the playoffs last year. Philly beat them in five. Easy. And Embiid wasn't even there for some of that series. Or, yeah. It's a bad mix, too. It's young guys, but not with good enough veterans to do anything. It's just not... Not a good mix. And then Cleveland's just a mess. Dan Gilbert's a joke. Um, he, yeah. And their current rosters, they're not, neither of them are winning championships anytime soon. Unless, you know, they get Zion and they can rebuild. And Miami's probably making the playoffs this year, so they won't even be in the Zion sweepstakes. Because I think they're going to, either them or Orlando is going to get that eight seed, actually. Um, I don't really know who to pick. This is a toss-up for me. It was a toss-up for me, too. I I literally had your exact thought process with this, and then it came back to me that Cleveland gets every first overall pick, and I just can't have them get another one, so I picked Miami. But like yeah. you said, they're not even going to be in this. So for Miami? that sake, you want – yeah. If for that sake you want to do Cleveland, then that's fine. But I No, we'll Miami. do Miami. You know, you had three number one picks. You don't deserve a fourth that's one. That's what I just decade. kept coming back to. All right, so Miami into the Elite Eight. All right, the last matchup of the Sweet 16, um, Dallas versus Charlotte. So, you know, Dallas has won a title this decade, 2011. So their fans aren't as suffering as Charlotte. Um, Charlotte, since they... So they were originally the Charlotte Hornets. That franchise moved to New Orleans and became the New Orleans Hornets to replace the New Orleans Jazz when that franchise moved to Utah. Very confusing. And then they started the Charlotte Bobcats. Michael Jordan became the owner. Uh, and then once the New Orleans Hornets changed their name to the Pelicans, Charlotte changed their name back to the Hornets. So the records from the old Charlotte Hornets, like before they were the, they disbanded, became the Bobcats, those actually count in Charlotte Hornets history. So all that stuff with Del Curry. Um, but this iteration of the team, since they were recreated, I guess, has never even won a playoff series. Yeah, it's it's been tough. And they they haven't their front 
office hasn't done anything to help them. So it's a new front office. They brought in Mitch Kupchak uh, recently in the last year or two. Uh, the guy who was on the Lakers forever, basically. And he was fired. Him and Jim Buss were fired by the Lakers. By Jeannie a couple of years ago, too, to bring in Magic and Palenka. So Worked I'm, not a, I'm not a big Kupchak guy. I, do, I did like the move. You know, he got a lot of credit for the moves he made that one summer where he brought in Steve Nash and traded for Dwight Howard without giving up Pau Gasol. And everybody was really, uh, really praising him and saying, oh, Mitch Kupchak rebuilt this team and it's it's good to go. And then that team was actually horrible. Um, but I don't. But well, wasn't he. Wasn't he going to get Chris Paul? He was going to get Chris Paul, too, if the NBA didn't nix that. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think Mitch Kupchak, though, in a lot of ways, like the game's kind of passed him by and he's maybe not used to this new NBA. There was this one piece a couple years ago where he didn't wait. To, he waited till 1201 on July 1st to start contacting free agents and stuff when all these other teams were doing their tampering. And everyone was like, well, that's why Mitch Kupchak uh, is, it doesn't have his fastball anymore because he's so old fashioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sticking by the rules. But Charlotte could lose their only star in Kemba this offseason. Um, and their front office has made some bad moves, though, with some of these draft picks. Like, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist was the second pick in the draft after Anthony Davis. But they have some guys I kind of like who they've drafted late rounds. Like, I like Malik Monk. I don't know why he's not better. I, I like Miles Bridges. Um, I think they, Malik, Malik Monk doesn't get any playing time. Yeah. Like they have some, um, and and then they've screwed up some other picks like Noah Vonley and Cody Zeller. Uh, I don't know. I I like the Hornets, and I'm not I, like Dallas is fine. They got Doncic, they got Porzingis. Yeah, this was easy for me too, Charlotte. All right, so we're moving. Uh, we're moving Charlotte to the Elite Eight. Yep, couple of upsets. We had uh, Orlando, and then Miami, Charlotte. So we don't feel bad for Dallas, right? You've won a title. No. You have your roster. Fine. You and you won a title, and it was like the most like no way they should have won that title. And by the way, their front office isn't that competent. Like Cuban tried going for every free agent ever, and they all said no to him. And then one actually said yes to him, and then he changed his mind three days later. And he like ran after him. Yeah. Oh, and then when they got him back, he sucked. So. <laughs> um. When they finally got DeAndre. All right. Yeah. I don't feel bad for Dallas at all. You got Doncic. You got Porzingis. Okay. Elite Eight time. Knicks versus Wizards. Another easy one for me. I know. Easy one. I know you're, uh, the bias. My bias is showing. But So the last time both these teams won a title was in the 70s. So that's irrelevant as far as like the long-term suffering. Um, as for the current roster, you know, the Wizards have... Bradley Beal on their roster, and he's infinitely better than any player on the Knicks. Correct. But, you know, their franchises are just so incompetent. Like, the Wizards, that John Wall contract is so horrendous, and he's going to be on their books making $40 million annually for four years. That Jan Mahimi contract was garbage, making $16 million a year, and he still has another year on that after this current one's over. The Otto Porter contract was awful, and they were able to get that off the books with the Jabari Parker trade they made with Chicago. So their front office and Ernie Grunfeld is just atrocious. Remember, they traded Ubre, a good young player, for Trevor Ariza, so they wanted to make one last push. Yeah, that worked out well. 
Um, yeah, that trade made no sense. They, the Ernie Grunfeld is also known for drafting Jan Vesely. Remember him? <laughs> the guy who made out with his, I think it was his girlfriend, like right after uh, he was drafted. Yeah, that's what he's known for. So that's, that's, literally, that's literally what he's known for. Yeah. It's a good draft pick, though. Um, but the Knicks, I mean, you guys aren't a good r- franchise either. So this new regime just traded their best player for cap space. Now, if the logic is, oh, well, they knew they were getting Durant. I guess that somehow makes it better, but also no, because Durant could just change his mind. Yeah, exactly. And I know this the best out of you know anyone that the Knicks front office is horrendous James Dolan's horrendous he doesn't even deal with the team it still makes them horrendous it still doesn't take away from the fact that we that the Knicks deserve Zion and New York deserves Zion um I'll give it to the Knicks just because the Wizards have Beal you guys don't like I don't think the Durant stuff's I think he's going there, but like because he's not there, it's hard to say. Um, yeah, all right, we'll go with the Knicks here. And we've said this countless times, but none of this matters unless they get Durant. Yeah, if they uh, don't get Durant, it's over. Orlando versus Atlanta. Uh, a little uh mid two thousands playoff rivalry here. I went with Atlanta. Not fan suffering. Not even. Uh, front office, more of just current teams, and it'll go back to the fact that Zion on the Hawks is just infinitely more fun than him on. Yeah, Orlando. but that's not the criteria. No, I understand that, but it, it is with the it comes in with the roster. Their current roster is just better suited for Zion. Well, but that's why. I'd say Orlando deserves him more, right? Because their current roster... Like, whose roster would you rather have right now if you were about to have a franchise? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, because I would definitely rather have the Hawks. But Orlando... Like, no doubt about it. I think Orlando deserves him more because their roster is worse. They Suffering-wise, I'd say they're about the same... And GM wise, I mean the Orlando GM's new, Orlando GM's new, so I can't really blame him for a lot of things. I'm I'm penalizing the Hawks for ha- being able to take Doncic and not doing it. You had your chance at the franchise star. All right, I agree. You changed my mind. All right, we're moving to Orlando on. Wow, this is a nice run by the Magic. Little Cinderella in the final yep. four. Everybody right. needs a Cinderella. We got to speed this up a little. Um, Phoenix versus Memphis. I'm going to move Memphis because Phoenix had the number one pick last year, took eight and could have had Doncic. Same thing with Atlanta, keeping it consistent here. Um, They had the number four pick in back-to-back drafts before that. They had, um, they took Josh Jackson and Dragon Bender. Also had, took Marquise Chris with the eighth pick in the same draft as Bender. They have Devin Booker. They front office is a bunch of idiots who just gave Tyson Chandler to the Lakers basically so LeBron could have Chandler all I I was surprised they didn't do the same thing with Ariza they keep getting all these forwards like Kelly Oubre TJ Warren they already have Josh Jackson um this franchise is incompetent Um, Mikel Bridges that's another one um this franchise is incompetent 
and their coach is a moron. Like, how, like they have all this talent, and they still suck this much. Yeah, and this is, like, strictly off front office. Like you said, Memphis should move on. Phoenix is just, they don't know what they're doing. It's official. I mean, they had the number one pick last year, and they have Devin Booker. I don't feel bad for them. Memphis. Exactly. All right. And then Memphis Miami versus Miami Charlotte. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Miami has won two titles this decade. I'm not moving exactly. to the final four. Charlotte okay. was easy. All right, we got our final four. Knicks, Magic, Grizzlies, Hornets. Look, uh, this is, you know, I don't think this is the most. We got a seven seed, an 11 seed, a 13 seed, and a one. Yep, the number one overall, still kicking. Yeah. Knicks, Magic. I'm definitely just going to go with the Knicks here. Their roster is so much worse. Their franchise has suffered a lot longer than the Magic's, I'd say. Um, Because the Magic haven't been around as long. So the Knicks drought is actually longer, even though the Magic have won. uh, Even though the Magic have never won a title. They had the Magic at the Dwight Howard years recently, the Shaq years recently. So... I'm going to go with your Knicks. Plus, the Magic are just much better right now with all their guys. Gordon, yeah. Isaac. Um, and the Magic have had good times recently-ish, like you've said. The Knicks, yeah. we just, I don't even want to talk about it. And the Magic have Markel Fultz. <laughs> I mean. Oh, that was just mean. All right. You're, the Knicks are in the title. Okay. Yep. Congrats. Memphis for uh, Charlotte. This is interesting. Um. I kind of want to give this to Charlotte because Memphis stuck with that team of the grinding, grit and grind, whatever they want to call it. I call it archaic basketball. Um, From 2011 to 2017, the best they ever did was make that one Western Conference Finals. They kept running their coaches out. Like, they ran out Lionel Hollins, replaced him with Dave Yeager. Then Yeager didn't want to be there. They brought in Fisdale, ran him out. Um... Then when they finally broke it up, they traded Gasol but kept Conley. Uh, maybe Conley will be good to keep around once uh, if they could get Zion. I think he'd be good to play with. They gave Chandler Parsons that awful $23 million contract. They awful. Sc- they earned like 23 a year. It's 94 over four years. Um, Jaron <laughs> Jackson at four. So last year was like the first time they were actually in the lottery. That's a good pick. Um, I, I like Jaron Jackson. I liked him. Before he got injured, obviously. They screwed. They were the reason that one Trevor Reza trade got screwed up because they, I don't know what happened, but like, remember when it was like, oh, we thought we were giving you Marshawn Brooks, not Dylan Brooks? <laughs> they got, they, they got names mixed up and screwed up a trade. Um, that right there should make you not move on. Guys on their current roster include Joe Kim Noah, uh, Avery Bradley, who has, I think he's on his like 20th team in three years. Um, they traded Marcus Gasol for DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, Jonas Valanciunas. None of those guys get me excited. And let's not forget, they drafted Hashim Tabit with the number two overall <laughs> pick in 2009. Let me name you some of the two players who came after Hashim Tabit. The pick after him, James Harden. Ever heard of him? A couple picks after him, Steph Curry. Jesus Christ. And you could say, oh, well, the guy who's in charge of all of this stuff, he's he's no longer there. Not true. Chris Wallace has been there forever, and he will never leave. I'm going to penalize all of Chris Wallace's mistakes as a reason 
why Memphis shouldn't get Zion. Plus, they got Jackson last year, and Charlotte is going to lose Kemba maybe and not have anything. That was my like home run point right there. Was just Charlotte could lose their star player. Just give it to them. And Memphis doesn't deserve it. And Memphis has had more success than Charlotte, so their fans haven't suffered as much. Like they did make the Western Conference Finals that one year. Uh, yeah, they were actually like for the good. Spurs in 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their their front office has been awful. Charlotte hasn't made. I mean, they did give a big contract to Batum and. I don't. I I wouldn't have called that like the worst contract at the time because it was all about three and D guys, but it was a bad contract. Yeah. Um, what five years, hundred twenty million, something like that. All right. So I'm moving Charlotte on to the finals, and we have the New York Knicks versus the Charlotte Hornets. You you can make your case. <sighs> well, our. The Knicks roster, as you have said multiple times, horrible roster. Probably two players on there that you even think about keeping. Who are the Suffering. two? Knox and Trier? Yeah. No Dennis Smith? I mean, I guess if you could, but at this point, it's all about just moving on past this entire team, this entire decade, this entire everything. Um, front office, clearly us horrible moving on from that fan suffering will always be the Knicks always. And that's where I think this is just a, honestly a landslide victory for the Knicks. Yeah. I think the fan suffering really puts them over the top, you know, that Charlotte can always get Kemba to come back. Uh, even though I just said, even so though I just much. said he might leave, I'm saying he could come back here. You yeah. see how I'm like just picking and choosing. No, the Knicks fans have suffered a lot more than the Hornets fans. Like I said, that franchise went away. I don't think anybody did. Anybody care? Like I don't think so. That that franchise went away. Then they became the Bobcats. Nobody like I know for a fact nobody cared about the Bobcats. <laughs> Literally um, no one. Uh, yeah. So. The fans suffering, the current roster is worse. The only thing that the Knicks, you could say, is, ah, oh, well, they could get Durant. But if we're basing these things off of a could, that's pretty, you know. Yeah, exactly. And even if they could get Durant, which is, you know, roster-based, New York deserves Zion. That's what I'll leave it at, at that. All right. Well, the Knicks won. Congratulations. It's an honor. It really is to be basically the worst team ever. And that's why we deserve Zion. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When we talk about the suffering, it's not just like, oh, this team sucked forever. We've suffered, but like the fans have to care. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and then, this is gonna suck forever, but I don't think their fans care. You know what I mean? Exactly. The you know the couple hundred people that do care, okay, but Knicks fans care. Nothing has changed. Nothing. Literally nothing. Uh, should should Dolan sell the team? I mean, did you see that? <laughs> that? That was honestly the one of the funniest things I've ever seen. My favorite take, and this can be our dumb take of the week, and we can do this in side off, is Dolan's a good owner. He 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 hires guys and he stays out. Like maybe maybe I mean that's what you're supposed to do. He knows he's not a basketball guy. What do you want him to do? Make the trades? So here's why that's a dumb take. Number one, the owner should be involved. Like. 
hands-on owners are good. You know what I mean? Not like the owners who are like think they know everything, but like they work with the GM. Like Whit Grosbeck, the Celtics GM, works with the team. Daryl Morey, uh, successful GM, has always said how much he likes a good owner. Uh, the Warriors owner, Joe Lacob, you know, he, he he's hands-on with the team. And I know he made that stupid comment a couple years ago, light years ahead. So you want the owner to be good and working with the team. The other, but there's that point, A. And B, the guys Dolan hires are just train wrecks. Phil Jackson, Isaiah Thomas, Steve Mills. He went to Isaiah Thomas and then basically went back to Isaiah Thomas twice. Like he just hired him back you into Phil the Jackson team. was that much of a disaster? Yeah, yeah. It just, it's absurd. Now, the fans did want Phil Jackson. He did draft Porzingis. Let's not forget that. Yeah, exactly. And was- he did essentially forced Carmelo out and then got fired. But Was Phil Jackson actually a good GM? He was a good GM for the Knicks because of my last statement. <laughs> Phil Jackson, I mean, he, was, he was horrible, but like, you look back at it, you're like, yeah, was it all that bad? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's, that's the state of the Knicks right there. If the it's not fans, that bad, it's good. They were all so excited, though, when uh, Phil Jackson was hired. I mean, it makes sense. He's such a good yeah. basketball mind. New York legend. He won titles there as a player. It's just... Ugh. All right. Well, congrats. You won the fake bracket that says you deserve Zion, which means you're definitely not going to get Zion. No, there's only one way this goes. We get the first pick and trade it. What if you get the number two pick, and this is and it becomes a uh, Charlotte Hornets taking Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, and you guys take Zion's teammate, R.J. Barry, who's going to be much less successful. I, we need, if that does happen, just take Morant instead, because. No, okay. no I know what I'm comparing it to the Anthony Davis thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would. Uh, Gilchrist. Not okay. Um, all right. Do you want to talk about the New York football giants very quickly before we go? You really had to do that. Yep. I, <laughs> you, bet, you duck every text I send. I have to. I don't know what they're doing. Just admit, Gettleman's inept. He is. And so are the Maras. They are trying to like become the Ravens or something and just hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley. Great. Great team. They should have traded that number two overall pick when they had it. I mean, hey, newsflash. The Ravens have like a real defense with real players on it. Yeah, I don't even think I can name a player on the Giants' defense right now. Do you still have Janoris Jenkins? Yes. Good guess. He's the only one I could think of. Yeah, that's basically all we got. So, becoming oh, the Ravens is going Andrew very well. Andrew Pro Peppers now. Wow. Another just backhand slap to the face. Yeah, there we go. Um all right. Well, thanks for listening. I don't know if we're going to come back next week. I guess, well, that depends if there's NBA news. We might do midweek again. Um, I know all your attention crazy is be... will happen in the NBA. Yeah, well, all your attention is going to be on college basketball. Um, I'm just ready for the first weekend to be over. and Just make a bracket. I did. I just, like, don't really put a lot of time into it. Who do you got? Uh, I'm just going to pick Duke. Yeah, me too. You know, I saw this stat, like, one seeds just, they always, like, fall. Like, there's ones that fall early and whatever, and but the one seeds end up winning it. Here's a weird stat for you. Uh, the last six years, a seven seed or higher 
has made the final four. Really? Yeah, I can rip through them if you want. Yeah, that's really good for my final four of three one seeds and a four seed or whatever. 2013, Wichita State. 2014, Kentucky and UConn. They both played in the actual title game. 2015, Michigan State. 2016, Syracuse. 2017, South Carolina. And 2018, Loyola, Chicago. Wow. Yeah. So what you're saying is make sure there's a high seed in your final four. Yeah, it might be Syracuse again, honestly. The zone. The zone. It's unstoppable. Even it's, though it's, it's really unstoppable. <laughs> no one knows you, what to do. No one knows what to do when you just sit some big guy in the paint. Prime Sun's on the team? I didn't know this. What'd you say? Prime Sun is on the team. Yeah. I didn't know this till like I started like reading stuff about college basketball a couple of days ago. So that is it. Thank you for listening, and we will be back. Not next week, soon enough. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye. Peace.